0: Do you have back and body pain, are you looking for an effective alternative to drugs or surgery? I am Dr. Gary Gollin, and I invite you to visit my practice in Palm Desert. You can reach us at 760-340-3999. We accept most major insurances. Why suffer with pain when relief is an appointment away? Gollin Chiropractic is also a sponsor of Colliding Worlds Radio, heard every Saturday at 11 a.m., Hi, I'm Robin Newmark, owner of Newmark Beauty, certified in permanent makeup, eyelash extensions, and the ProCell Skin Therapies, a treatment reversing aging all over the skin, body, and scalp for hair production, and last, my non-laser permanent hair removal. It works where lasers won't, such as blonde and gray hair, over tattoos, dark skin, and is safe for children. We offer all services in our spa and supply to professionals. Visit NewmarkBeauty.com or call 760-364-0686.
1: Hey, welcome back. This is Angela Valenti romeo This is Colliding Worlds Radio. You know, we've been kind of talking about art and what makes artists tick and how they get from point A to point B. And it's always an interesting journey because one of the things i found is, you know, some people wake up in the morning and go, "Yep, yeah, I'm going to be an artist. And some people go zigzag, 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 and then, boop, we're an artist. It's a, it's a really crazy path. And it's always interesting, too. I've, I can't tell you how many people I've met who are who are artists who started out doing something else. Um, they were classically schooled and they they took all of these classes and they learned how to, you know, draw and they learned theory and they learned all of these things. And then they get out in the real world and they're doing something so completely, utterly different. I've met people who studied commercial art. They worked for art, you know, advertising agencies, whatever. They left and now they're doing these crazy off the wall, amazing pieces of work. Um, I've met women who suddenly found themselves single and became sculptors. I think of Betty Gold. I mean, she was an interesting person. I know there's a piece of her work is right now up in the median in Cathedral City, but Betty Gold was a single mother in the late 50s, early 60s, and suddenly she was an artist. Um, she was doing metalwork. You just never know the journey and the path that it takes to get to be an artist. And if somebody in here is going to tell us how he got from point A to point B, so welcome to Colliding Worlds, Don Porter. And how did you get to be Don Porter?
0: Well, I got to be Don Porter by being born Don Porter. There and, you go. And at about age six, my mother said, oh, my God, another artist. And uh, so I followed a different path from that point on and and uh, went to school and uh, started studying psychology and sociology and uh, became a director of evaluation of community mental health services for all things in Marin County and absolutely hated it, and uh, at that point decided, you know, I really want to get back to what my mother said I was and do my art. Now, I'd been doing art all along, but uh, I didn't think I could make a living at it, and that was true. I couldn't, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I went back to school. I studied under in uh, at UC Berkeley and uh, was mentored by one of my favorite uh, artists, Elmer Bischoff, in the Figurative Bay Area. School and uh he was a great inspiration and Richard Diebenkorn and Robert Hartman and Carl Cast and all those guys uh were just terrific to me and for me and Gerald Bolayine, whom I'm in contact with now via Facebook it's absolutely amazing, but you know i was uh I've been doing mostly my artist' artistic career has been drawing and painting and sculpting in the rather classical ways, and I loved doing that but when i moved here i moved up to pinion pines which is uh, where the art my art studio tour is going to be tonight going to start tonight and tomorrow and uh, i started doing these uh, temporary sculptures that just fascinated me they existed they exist for an instant and i photograph them and then they disintegrate they disappear and i'm thinking to myself you know this is kind of perfect for this time in my life because i'm consciously Aware of how fleeting everything is, everything is temporary
1: and and I, I, as i've said prior, and those of you who have actually listened to me a while and have spent any time with me know I say the same thing um, what happens is art captures a moment, captures a second in time it, it it's a moment that 's gone, and it's hard for people to understand that, but that 's what art is it's is capturing that that exact time. It's like, kind of like a, what are the, there's a, the ephemeral fly. It lives and dies in the, less than 24 it's hours. It's the imago.
0: It's the mayfly. That's exactly what it is. And they have such a short span. And this is what I'm, what I'm getting at in my art now. We are all so ephemeral. We don't realize it when we're young. But as we get older, and believe me, you will too. When you get older, you'll realize this is too short. Times are wasting So the concept of of, uh, wabi-sabi appealed to me. I read about it uh, and realized that that's what I was doing. Oh my God! And this is kind of a a throwback to the tea ceremony from Japan uh, where the reverence for the temporary, the ephemeral, where they watch things disintegrate with great joy and reverence. And I realized that that's what I was doing in my sculpture. And they, they, that the fact that they disappear, though, wasn't quite in keeping with the true wabi-sabi spirit. So I'm calling my sculptures that exist for an instant radical wabi-sabi. The true practitioners of wabi-sabi would say, that's not really wabi-sabi. So, okay, they got a point but the radical wabi-sabi is captivates me because of the temporary nature of every breath that we take and At, that's what i try to capture
1: and what's important is that you are the artist i always was the, the i i have my uh, my former spouse's brother is a Krishna. and i've been to weddings and ceremonies where they create these gorgeous Just pieces of artwork on the ground, these mosaics. And at the end of the ceremony, someone takes a stick and draws right through it and destroys it. And there's something about part of you goes, no, don't. And there's a part of you that goes, you know what? It's cool.
0: And it's a joy in that. There actually is a joy in watching or making something change and disintegrate and become something else. I mean, that's all over the world. The sand paintings the uh, uh, chalk festivals, Yes. Uh, people walk on them afterward. I think that is, there's such, there's such a, a reverence for life in the destruction of what you have just created. It's a beautiful thing. I, I get so much joy in doing these, I, can, I can't tell you. I mean, I, I start crying, I'm tearing up right now, thinking about that particular moment when I say, ah, that's it. That's the very thing that I wanted to do, and I feel so fortunate. I don't, I don't even know that I'm doing it, and how I'm doing it sometimes.
1: It's interesting to watch someone. There's an artist out here who we've I've interviewed before, Norton Wisdom, and he's he's out of L.A. Norton's Norton's wild, but he paints with watercolor on glass, and he paints to music, and the he'll be doing these performance pieces, and the piece goes up, and it's a squiggle, it's this, the next thing you know, it's a flying horse, it's this, it's that, then it's up for. Mere seconds, and he takes the Windex,
0: <laughs> and there it's gone. I and you're it. like, "Stop!"
1: Yeah. But there's that creation, destruction, creation, destruction. I mean, that's life. It is. You know, we 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 are. I I had the opportunity before Venice was being cleaned up, where you could dive into the canals in Venice, and you could see how the city was built, because it's built on top of something burns, you build on top of it, build on top of it, build on top of it. There's something about that. Which
0: is kind of a metaphor for we all beg, borrow, steal from something that was gone before. Exactly. And that's what we're all doing as artists. You know, we want to be original. And I think, you know, my concept, oh boy, is radical wabi-sabi. It's new. Well, I'm Telling you that I'm kidding myself. It's not new. It's, it might be sort of new, but it's building on the previous.
1: One of the things that's cool about art is that we, you're right. We all borrow from what came before us. We're inspired by something. We take it, we twist it, we make it our own, and that's what gives it a unique t- style to it. I mean, we're not the first person to paint a circle. We're certainly not going to be the last, but I will be the only person who's going to paint my circle this way. Just like what you're talking about, your work, whether you call it wabi whether you call it, you know, porter creations, it doesn't matter. You've, you take the history, but you make it your own. You only, you can only learn from the history. You know, you don't want to go back necessarily. You want to go forward.
0: You do. And I do want, I keep wanting to create. And I, there's, I tell you, one of the reasons I love Pinion Pine, living up there, I lived here for, down in the valley for a little while. I didn't like it. There was too much, still too much traffic. Even from L.A., there was too much traffic here and too many, too much commotion up there. The isolation allows me to give the time to create these things and to actually ponder about them. I walk around amongst the c- cactus and think, "What a beautiful place this is!" It happens to be ten to fifteen degrees cooler, which makes it nice. Which too. makes it just a wonderful place <laughs> to be. <laughs> <Yeah>, it is <laughs> like paradise up there. Yeah. No, I love it. And uh, it's it's like it's like I've been given this gift all of my all of my life with this. I have a in astrology. I have a and my chart has a grand trine in air, which makes, you know, everything kind of perfect. Well, it's too perfect. It's too easy. So I'm learning lessons the hard way, you know, falling off a roof when I was an architect and a contractor, breaking my back and tearing my knee. Well, it happened to be at my Saturn return, which is just classic, you know, for the astrology. But the grand trine in air brought me back and allows me to to do this art in a way that I want to do it and have it feel, it's almost like a gift that's too easy. It's it's hard to, it's difficult to explain.
1: No, it, it, it's kind of an interesting thing because I, I, I'm a firm believer that everybody is born an artist. At some point in the game, you know, life gets in the way. I I remember... Being 15, getting ready to go off to college, and I got into art school. And I remember my dad, and I rarely listened to him, but he said to me, "You'll starve as an artist." So I took a different path. But I always had a finger in it. It, You you go the hard way. I I my first job was as a roofer. You know, I 'cause up there putting on shingles and doing whatever I was a lifeguard I was a lawyer I did acting and did model. You, you you, you, never take a straight path but that art part of you never leaves you I don't care who you are it calls you and sometimes that voice is really strong and you find your way back to it um, and I remember you know one day I was tired of practicing law I was got to do something else and so it's like now's my time now is my time to, to pursue my art. And right. it's, it's kind of like a weird revelation, but it's, it's a very Zen-like feeling when it happens. Isn't it?
0: I think it's so true. That is so true. I remember thinking as a young man when I was in the psych- in psychology, thinking, you know, I'm not going to do the rest of my life. I think I'll have three or four different careers throughout my life. I never said I want to end up as an artist, but here I am. I mean, I'm not ended yet, so don't but, <laughs> don't ring that, the bell too soon. But you know, this is how this is what I want to do for the rest of my life.
1: I look at I look at where we all are, and we're not tied like our grandparents were. Our grandparents got out of school, took a job, and they stayed with that job most of the time till the day they died. They they were lifers in a company. Um, I never saw myself having to follow that path, but it's. It's, it's interesting when art comes along because it's, again, as a profession you can never leave. It's like being a student. You can't stop learning. One of the things that's kind of cool about this show is we give you an opportunity for artists to explain and get to us where we're going to be. And in colliding worlds, that's what I'm hoping we're going to do. We're going to take a break again. It happens, people. It's just the way it goes. Um, But we're going to come back and we're going to continue this dialogue. We're going to find out a little bit more about Don Porter. We're going to find out where we can see his work. We're going to learn all there is to know. And then he'll explain to us more what this radical Wawasabi is. And no, it's not that green stuff that's going to burn your throat there. This is Colliding Worlds Radio. We'll be back right after the news break. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. There's a heck of a lot more to come.